to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. We are grateful and thankful for another opportunity to be in your presence, to hear your word. Dear Lord, we ask that you give us of your spirit to lead us and to guide us. Let our hearts be fertile to receive your word, that we will bring forth fruits as the word is planted in our hearts. We glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please clap your hands together as you take your seat. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Well, we continue with our message on how to pray. And we are still sharing from our prophet's book, How to Pray. How to Pray. And um, we've been saying a lot about prayers. And today... We want to talk about the topics or the greatest prayer topics. The greatest prayer topics. That is what we are sharing from. And we are talking about the topics in the Lord's prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. The greatest prayer topics. How many of you have realized that sometimes it's very difficult to pray for a long time? You see? And sometimes you may ask, what do you pray for if you are praying for like a whole hour? What do you pray for? What are you asking the Lord for? What are some of the things we need to talk about? I mean, what is it that you can ask the Lord and it will take you one hour to ask? You see? So that is what happens. And sometimes you feel like you can do all of these things in about five minutes. You can you could finish your prayer. Amen. And I believe you have had an experience like that before. You have had an experience where you have prayed for five minutes and you feel, you feel like your prayer is done. I mean, and especially when the Bible says that God knows even before we ask. He knows what we need before we ask. So it doesn't take you long at all to summarize the things you need and then you are done. So many Christians begin to look at their watches after one and a half minutes of prayer. You see, you begin to look at your watch to see how long you have prayed. And sometimes you are shocked to realize that it's just one and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. You see, and it feels like you have prayed for a long time. You see, during this night that we we're praying, it looked to you like very long. Yes. Very long, like four hours was very long. And it felt like you have prayed all day. And sometimes after two hours, you look and it is only... 11 o'clock, 11 p.m. Since we started, 11 p.m. How? And we cross at midnight, and you know that we are going to cross midnight. So it becomes very difficult and very long. And such is prayer. When you make it a task like that, do you understand? And sometimes, even after we are done with the prayer, because you'll be very sleepy as you are praying. Sometimes I look at some of you, you are half asleep, or you are almost (laughs) sleeping. You understand? And you could barely open your mouth. And it is so for all of us. Do you understand? Then you realize as soon as the prayer is done, 
you have some energy. You are not sleepy, you know, you, and, and then you realize you're going back and forth, going to the bathroom, doing this, doing, and one hour has passed. You say, how? We finished the prayer meeting at two o'clock. It's three o'clock and you have not slept. And all you have done was just brush your teeth, put the kitchen together, do this, this, and that's one hour already. And you are surprised. And when you were praying, one hour didn't pass like that. We'll <laughs> see. So that is true for all Christians. Hallelujah. Man. So praying, sometimes it looks like you don't have much to say. True. But somehow, it seems there is a lot that we need to pray about. There is a lot that we need to pray about. That is why you need prayer topics. Hallelujah. Man. You need prayer topics. So what is a prayer topic? What is a prayer topic? Tell us, right? A prayer topic is something that gives you guidelines for prayer. You see, when you have guidelines for prayer, it helps you to pray for a long time. And so you need a prayer topic. When you read through the Bible, you will discover exactly what to pray about. And the best way to pray it's always to pray according to what is written in the Bible. That is the best way to pray. That is a sure way of getting answers to your prayers. And I tell you, everything concerning you, concerning your life, is in the Bible. Everything you need, everything that is required, everything that pertains to you is written in the Bible. And you need to find the exact scripture concerning that issue and pray about that Amen. so prayer topics are topics or are guidelines for prayer hallelujah Amen. there are the prayer topics that are written in a certain format that will help you step by step to pray for a long time are you understand what i'm sharing with you yes. and we are going to share some of these important prayer topics with you today and today, the topics that we are going to share are the topics in the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's yeah. Prayer. Wow. Powerful. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. It says, after this manner, that means after this form or after this type or after this example. Do you understand? So after this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us, keep going, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So this prayer topics came about as a result of the disciples of Christ being with him and they saw how he could pray for so long. They saw his ability to stay in prayers for so long, and they could not do that. Do you see? So they wanted to know 
what strategies the Lord was using or what formula or trick he used in order to stay in prayer for such long hours. So the disciples were like you and I. You remember? They went to pray and they fell asleep. <laughs> Do you see? So they were wondering what was the motivation? What made the Lord able to pray for so long? And if you look at Luke chapter 11, verse 1, you will see Luke chapter 11 and verse number 1. Luke 11 and verse 1. It says, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Because, so you can see that as he was praying, they were looking at him. They were not praying. So they saw him praying for so long. They said, what is he talking about? What is the strategy? What are the things that he's talking to God about? So he asked, they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. They needed to have a sort of guidelines for their prayers. Jesus then sat them down and gave them eight steps to enhance their prayer life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And these are the eight steps that we are going to go through today. Say amen. 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 Wonderful. So the first step, the first step in this guideline. So our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, that most of you recite so quickly and you are done. They are guidelines for prayers. Amen. He says, after this manner, after this manner, should you pray? Do you understand? So it's not a prayer that you wake up and then you say it and you're done and then you move on. <laughs> okay? It's supposed to be topics, guidelines. Wow. Okay, so the first step in this prayer is give thanks and worship the Lord. Amen. Give thanks and worship the Lord. This wow. So it says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Matthew 6, verse 9. It says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is the first step in this prayer. Hallelujah. So Jesus taught us that the first step is to say thank you and to worship the Lord. That is the first step in prayers. To say thank you and then to worship the Lord. So the first thing to do in this prayer formula is to spend time giving thanks to the Lord. Amen. Now for most people, thanksgiving lasts for approximately 45 seconds. Forgive. You just, Father, thank you for everything that you have given to me, everything that you have done for me in Jesus' name. It's less than 45 seconds and then you are done. Hmm. However, we need to be grateful to the Lord for all that he has done for us. Amen. For everything that he has done for us, we need to be grateful. Hallelujah. Amen. We have to thank him for allowing you to see that day. On the day that you are praying, if you are alive today, you need to thank God for allowing you to see today. Amen. 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 Because many people die every day many people die every day in case you don't know and it could have been you that's true the way you will know is that people your age also die people younger than you also die 
People who are healthier than you also die. People who do exercise more than you also die. People who eat properly, they eat their diet is healthy or they eat healthier than you also die. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So people who are younger than you, exercise more than you, sleep many hours more than you, and diet properly more than you, also die. They see your doctors regularly than you do, they also die. They see dentists regularly, they also die. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So people die every day. And so if you are alive today, it calls for thanksgiving to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, unless you are conscious of this, unless you are conscious of the fact that someone who is healthier than you, younger than you, exercise more than you, eat well, and sees doctors regularly, is alive, is, is dead, and you are alive, unless you are conscious of this, you will not thank God for being alive. True. You will take it for granted. True. You see, when you sleep, when you go to bed, a lot of times, people who have heart attack, they have had a heart attack in bed. A lot of times, if you work in an emergency room or you work in a hospital, many heart attacks, they come in the night or at the wee hours, the dawn hours. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They come 3 a.m. or they have stroke 3 a.m. or heart attack 3 a.m., 2 a.m., 4 a.m. And they, this is when it happens. So when you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning, it calls for Thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You just go to sleep. You don't know what your heart is doing. You don't know what your lungs are doing. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. Have you realized sometimes in the middle of the night, you wake up suddenly and coughing out something like you were being choked. You see, as if somebody was choking you. Mm -hmm. And then you cough and you clear your, and then you don't even thank God that you, because that could have been it for you. That could have been it for you. But you wake up and then you just go back and you are angry that even this thing woke you up. (laughs) You are angry. It disturbed your sleep for three minutes. And now it's taking you another five or ten minutes to fall asleep again. You are angry. And you don't thank God for that. Hallelujah. Amen. So you realize that you have something to thank God for. You wake up. Bishop was saying this this afternoon that when he was invited to the pulpit and he rose up and he noticed that his body was moving and he was able to walk to the pulpit, it calls for thanksgiving from his heart that he's alive to actually walk to the stage and to open up the scriptures to share. It calls for thanksgiving. See, so when you are not conscious of this, you will never give thanks. You will take things for granted. Hallelujah. Amen. So the fact that you are alive is a miracle. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. The fact that you are alive is a great miracle. I believe it. 
the fact that your heart is still beating is a great miracle. And your lungs are still expanding and closing as you are sitting there. You are not even aware that your lungs are working. You are not aware. True. You only become aware when it stops working. Forgive. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. You only become aware that you have a windpipe that air goes in and out freely. You only become aware when the windpipe makes attempt of closing. Hmm. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. If you know someone who has asthma before, you have met someone who have had an asthmatic attack before, you realize that having a windpipe that air moves in and out freely is a great miracle. True. It's a great miracle. Hmm. Because when something that you are breathing gets into your windpipe that is not supposed to be there, you have a tendency to cough it and then do all kinds of things to bring it out. But the person who has asthma, the, your windpipe begins to attack this thing that has gone into your breathing pipe and it swells up and it closes off. And that could be your end. I tell you, we are so fragile that it calls for thanksgiving. And I tell you, if you want to thank God, when you rise up and you say that your thanksgiving is just five minutes or three, uh, 45 seconds, I'm telling you, you are kidding. Because you begin to thank God for your eyes that can see. Mm-hmm. You begin to thank God that your nose are still open and is breathing. Your lungs are still expanding and you are breathing. You begin to thank God that you can speak. You begin to thank God that you can swallow saliva or food and it goes through the right pipe because someone needs a special test to see that when food falls in your mouth, where are you putting it? Where does it go? That is someone's big problem. And for that reason, we have to put a tube in your stomach so we can give you food directly into your stomach because you cannot manage food when it goes into your throat. You have no idea. So you begin to thank God that you are able to swallow. You begin to thank God that your heart is still beating. You begin to thank God that you lift up this hand and it moved. And you lift up that hand and it moved. One day, a brother sent me a message. He says, a great miracle has happened to him. Because in the middle of the night, he woke up and he realized that this arm was not moving. And through prayers, he realized by prayer, then he's able to now move it little by little until finally he was able to move it. And he realized that the ability to move this hand is a great miracle. Amen. So you see, your thanksgiving alone, if you are going through even just your body alone, is a lot to thank God for. It's a lot to thank God for. Somebody was just doing routine work. He works. He just works in a butcher or some restaurant and something that they used to cut the meat, cut his thumb, his thumb, the right thumb off. It cut it off. And they brought him to the hospital to re-implant, to make an attempt to put back the thumb. They did everything and the thumb fell off. It, just, it didn't take. It just fell off. After hours of operation, 
And then you realize that without the thumb, this hand is almost useless without a thumb. I tell you, you have no idea that without your thumb, these fingers, they, are, they can't do anything without a thumb. So even if you begin to thank God for all these fingers, that they are able to move. You are preaching. You see, I can stay on this topic for all the service. I can stay on this topic. On and on. You don't know how your kidney works. And you don't thank God that you go to the toilet and you are able to wee-wee freely. You are angry that the urine woke you up in the night. You are angry. You are preaching. You are angry that these days when you sleep, you have to wake up two times in the night to wee-wee. You are angry. But I tell you, someone's prayer, someone's prayer now is that something will happen to somebody that his kidney will be preserved and be given to him. That maybe somebody will have a a car accident and you, you have a brain damage that we declare you brain dead so that your kidney will be given to it. There's somebody waiting on a transplant list. That is a person's prayer. That your good kidney will come to him. Mm. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm telling you real things that happened. One day, one day, one day, there was a family that someone was waiting for a kidney transplant. I think it was a liver transplant. Mm. He's waiting for a liver transplant on a list of transplant, I mean, candidates for transplant. And there was a donor in a hospital, meaning that someone who has been involved in an accident and is declared brain dead in a hospital somewhere. So when they hear about that, they call the next person on the list to receive a liver. And so they call this person. And when they call the person, no matter what the time is, you have to come to the hospital. Now, this is a person who is dying. In a few months, if you don't get a liver transplant, you are dead. Are you listening to me? Yes. So they call this person. And the person, the family, everyone, they supporting, they brought him to the hospital. Waiting for the donor's liver to be harvested or taken from his body and be brought to him in the hospital. So his wife, his children, everyone was there. And as they were waiting... In the ICU also, we are also prepared. We are waiting that once you get your liver, you also come and then we take care of you. So everyone is set. Everyone is waiting. The surgeons are all waiting. They are prepared. And some surgeons have gone to get the liver and bring it. They will fly the liver wherever it is. They will fly and bring it. Are you, are you listening to me? That's right. So while they were waiting, then they received a message from the hospital that the donor, the person who was involved in an accident and who is being declared brain dead, they have seen that he has opened his eyes. Are you listening to me? Yes. They have seen that he has opened his eyes. You know, so now they cannot declare him brain dead. Okay? And so the surgery for this person who is supposed to receive liver today it's canceled. Mm. 
Now come and see crying. <laughs> Among the family, the patient and his wife and his children, mm. they are all crying. Mm. Why are they crying? Because they were rejoicing that today is the day that their father, their husband, their uncle is going to receive a liver. Mm. And it didn't happen. And they have to go home. And very disappointed, very sad that someone didn't die. (laughs) So that they will get a liver. What a shock. Are you listening to me? Yes. You say you don't know. You don't know things. We don't. We don't. You don't know things. Mm. That your good liver is somebody's target. (laughs) (laughs) Your good kidney is somebody's target. And you don't thank God for it. It will remain in you. I'm sharing with you a very important message. That we say rise up and come and pray. You cannot rise up to pray. Even to thank God for an hour. Anyway. So we need to thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. I said the fact that you are alive calls for thanksgiving. Amen. Thank him also for your pastor. Amen. You need to thank God for your pastor. It's a good prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that a pastor is a gift from God to you. Mm. You see, sometimes you are angry. How many times we pray for pastor? Every time, let's pray for Reverend. Let's pray for pastor. Let's pray for Reverend. What about me? What about me? What about you? God has given you a gift and you should be thankful for that gift. Amen. 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 Am I not sharing an important message with you? Very Very important. important. Am I not showing you how to appreciate your own life? Yes. And you can't thank me for showing you that. (laughs) Say thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi. You are not saying it. The Lord forgive your sins. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi. Wonderful. So you need to be thankful for your pastor. Hallelujah. Thank him that God has given you the ability to even listen, to hear. Mm. Wow. Today, as I was watching the bishop, as he was preaching, there was someone who was interpreting for people who cannot hear. He was interpreting for the deaf and the dumb. You see, and I say, even now with this, viral infection now you have to also cover your mouth because one of their signs involves the mouth also isn't that so and because of so they are now even limited to the preaching so you see you can hear me and you can see me Mm. and we say let also even see you that is also even a problem you see we are not grateful to the lord we are not grateful we are not amen Amen. You are preaching the message. I love it. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, there are some people who can only see problems in their life. They cannot Mm. see the good things that God has done for them. And so they are not thankful. Mm. Hallelujah. And sometimes it is the problem that drives you to pray. Mm. It is the problem that you have that drives you to pray. So when you don't seem to have an apparent problem, you don't think you have anything or much to say to God. I tell you, you know, if today you, you, you heard a bishop was saying that even vaccine, their dream is about five years. That is some other developed 
African countries is looking into five years that they will have a vaccine. Do you understand? And you are in a place like this and you are not thankful to the Lord. Amen. Amen. I tell you, we are not grateful. True. We see problems and I believe that a lot of times when you have problems, it drives you to prayers. Many people, when they are seeking the Lord for something that they cannot have or they cannot provide for themselves, when you are in a situation where your strength and your ability cannot provide for you, you go to the Lord in prayers. True. So are we saying to God, Lord, give us problems all the time so we can pray? Jesus says, when you begin to pray, thank God. Thank God. Name your blessings count them and list them and and just begin to thank God for each one of them. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is a pity that some of us don't have much to say to God when we come before him in prayer. Hallelujah. So do you realize that you have a lot to thank God for? Yes. You have a lot to thank God for. Number two, the second topic in this uh, the Lord's prayer is pray for the kingdom of God to come. Pray for the kingdom of God to come. It says the second important step is to pray for the kingdom of God to come. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10, it says, Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Hallelujah. So here you realize we can spend a long time praying for the kingdom of God to come. Hallelujah. We can spend so many hours just praying for the kingdom of God to come. Now, I want you to take note the order as Jesus is giving us. He says, after this manner, after this manner, should we pray? And he says, after we have thanked God, then we should pray. We should pray that the first thing or the next thing to do is to pray for the kingdom of God or to pray for the church. The church represents the kingdom of God. Ask God to bless the church. Amen. So you note here that it is important to pray for the church and the congregation before you pray for your own family. Jesus is saying, pray thy kingdom come. Pray for the kingdom of God. Pray for the church. Pray for the congregation. Put the church first. He says, seek ye first my kingdom and its righteousness. Seek that first. Let the kingdom of God, the, 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 the well-being of the church be your priority. The well-being of the congregation. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Let the congregation be on your mind first, even before your own children, your husband, your wife, and your parents, and everyone else that is around you, because they make the body of Christ. And he says, let thy kingdom come. Pray thy kingdom come first before, and we will see what will be the next. He says, after this manner, should you pray? So the first thing, after you have thanked God, it's not going to thank God for your family, thank God for your children, for your business, for your husband, for your wife, for pray for the church. Amen. There are people who don't care about the church at all. But Jesus, the son of God who came, says, let it be your priority. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When the church is growing, it is an indication that more people are being saved every day. Amen. That is an indication. So everybody is developing his personal kingdom. You are worried about your personal kingdom, your your family kingdom, your job kingdom, your financial kingdom. Everyone is worried about their personal kingdom and not worry about the church, the kingdom of God. So most people do not really care about the church. But every Christian must first pray for the church to develop and to grow. That should be your priority. You should pray for the church to develop and to grow. It must be on your heart. And it says, if you seek my kingdom first, if the kingdom of God is your priority first, then the subsequent things that you will ask in the prayer, they will be added to you. They will be added. I'm telling you. Look, I am showing you Bible prayers. I am, we are giving you keys for your prayers to be answered. And if you set this order, if you make this priority and you begin to pray, your prayers be answered. Amen. I didn't make this up. Jesus, the son of God who came is the one that said, after this manner, therefore, must we pray after this manner. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. That's right. So pray for your pastors instead of criticizing them. Men of God are human beings just like you. Many of you, small things, you begin to criticize your pastor. Your pastor who does everything, preaches, prays for you, anoints you. You know, you are sad. You call your pastor. You are happy. You call your pastor. You are celebrating your birthday. You want your pastor to be to call you, you know, you, you are wedding, you want your pastor, you are this, you, your pastor is counseling you. Something small happens and then you're criticizing your pastor and you are angry with the pastor. But you have to understand that your pastor is also human. Amen. Do you have mistakes? Yes. If you have mistakes, give me a wave. You made some set mistakes in your life. Give me a wave. So if you have mistakes, then you have to understand that your pastor also has mistakes and he makes mistakes also and not only his mistakes your mistakes added to his because some of you have caused your pastor to make certain mistakes it's a combo message oh you don't understand what i'm sharing with you (laughs) we do you want me to break it down to you so if you make mistakes because of your mistakes because the pastor takes your mistakes upon him hallelujah Amen. Amen. So pray for the church, pray for your pastor, pray for the congregation. Mm. I'm telling you, if you begin to pray for the congregation, you see, you, the congregation is a body of people that Christ has laid down his life for, and they have accepted him. They have accepted that sacrifice that he made. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So they are very precious to God. Many people don't appreciate what Christ has done. So you, 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 people like you who appreciate what Christ has done and you say, I welcome you into my life. I believe you suffered for me. You died on the cross. You were nailed for me. Jesus loves you and watches over you. So anyone who stands in to pray for such people, you are also cared for. That is why he said, you seek my kingdom. Seek ye first my kingdom. And it's righteousness. And all other things. 
There are little things for God to give you a car, a husband, children, houses, all these things. There are little things for God. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? So pray for the church. Pray for the kingdom. Pray that kingdom come. The next point is God's will be done. The next prayer topic. So uh, do you see the prayer topics in our Father? Yes, you are teaching us. The Lord's Prayer. So mm-hmm. God's will be done. God's will be done. In Matthew 6 verse 10, it says, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So the third step to, is to pray for the will of God to be done. Anyone who prays the will of God to be done in his or her life cares about himself or about herself. If you pray for the will of God to be done in your life, you are someone who really cares about your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you love yourself, pray that the will of God be done in your life. Bishop says, I have come to believe that God's will is better than any will or anybody else's will. Don't you think so? I believe believe that. I believe that God's will is better than anybody else's will. Nobody knows the future, but God does. God knows the future and he he knows what he has in store for you. So if God knows the future, why will you not pray for his will since you don't know the future? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Jesus prayed for three hours, three hours in the Garden of Gethsemane that the will of God be done in his life. Three hours. So after you have prayed this prayer, you can relax and allow things to unfold. When you have prayed for the will of God, just relax. And then just allow things to unfold. Leave things in the hands of God. When Judas and the Pharisees came to arrest Jesus, he didn't do anything. He was relaxed. But the people who didn't pray the will of God to be done, they were the ones who rose up to fight. And be cutting ears left and right. Do you understand? So when you have not prayed for the will of God to be done, you have uncertainties. You are not confident in things that are unrolling or unfolding in your life. Mm. And you begin to fight unnecessary battles. Or you don't understand the word of God this afternoon. Teaching us, right? And when you pray the will of God to be done, you allow things to unfold. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Just pray the will of God to be done. And so they didn't fight. He didn't need to fight. Those events were leading him to his greatest victory over Satan. And so he allowed the will of God to be done. So often, when you have prayed the will of God to be done, or when you have prayed this kind of prayer, you need to remember that there may be a road of Calvary. There may be a road that is leading to Calvary that you are going to walk on. And you allow it to happen. The fact that you have prayed the will of God to be done does not mean that you will not walk the road to Calvary. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You will walk that road, but in the end, God will give you the greatest victory. When Jesus prayed the will of God to be done, he allowed things to unfold. And the things that unfolded involved walking the road of Calvary. And when he walked it boldly facing what was ahead, he knew that ultimately God's will always was going to end in great victory. 
And in fact, he conquered the grave. He overcame Satan. He won the greatest victory over Satan. And for that reason, 2,000 years later, his power continued to reign. His kingdom continued to reign. And today, what he did more than 2,000 years ago is still sustaining us and keeping us and is saving us. Hallelujah. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you. So when you are praying the will of God to be done, it doesn't mean that you will not go through some difficulties. But what you need is to continue to have confidence in God that what is unfolding is leading to your victory. Amen. Say amen. 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 Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, right. Teaching us. Wonderful. Bishop was sharing that, you know, he, before the church started, he prayed certain prayers at the beach, at the beaches in Ghana at the dark hours. He was standing there with some few friends praying the will of God to be done, shouting to the Lord for the will of God to be done. And he believes that today he's walking in the answers to those prayers. Amen. That when he saw him leaving the medical career and letting go and having a church that looked like it wasn't going to be successful, it was all the will of God that was unfolding. And today, Amen. this church, United Denomination, is one of the largest churches in the world. Amen. It's one of the largest churches in the world. Can you imagine... Imagine. Put your hands together for the Lord. Mm. The will of God. The will of that God. you belong to one of the largest churches in the world. Wow. What a blessing. What a blessing. Amen. Amen. So begin to spend time praying to God for his will to be done. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Pray to God for his will to be done. And beloved, don't think that if the will of God will be done, it will be done. Don't think that. Because if it is an automatic thing, if it is something that will just happen, then the Son of God, Jesus Christ, will not ask us to pray for the will of God to be done. So if you don't pray for the will of God to be done, the will of God will not be done in your life. Mm. That is what I'm trying to share with you. The fact that Jesus taught us to pray about it means that it is not an automatic thing that will just happen in your life. It will not just happen because it is the will of God. You need to pray about it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Your future will be unfolding as you pray about the will of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Your future will just unroll as you pray about the will of God. Amen. 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 You will be married to the right person as you pray about the will of God. Sometimes you think that this is the person. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And everything is showing you and it's revealing to you that this is the person. But the, what is the will of God? If it is the will of God, then it will happen. And if it's not the will of God, and you are praying the will of God to be done, it will not happen. But I tell you, if it is the will of God, and you ask for the will of God to be done, it will be done. Amen. Amen. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So the woman that you should, you should marry, you should pray about the will of God. Because you don't know what a woman will become tomorrow. I have shared with you that everyone who wants to be married is marriageable. If a person wants to be married, she looks like a perfect wife or a perfect husband. Everyone. Unless the person doesn't want to be married. When people don't want to be married, then they are rude, they are nasty, you know, they they, they, they do all kinds of things. 
especially when they have a lot of men lined up who proposing back and forth, left and right, and they think that they can have a choice anytime. They are very rude, you know, they, they do all kinds of things that are sort of turns people off. You know, but when they really want to be married, hey, they say the nice things, the right things, whatever you like, they like. Whatever you say, they agree. Mm. Do you understand? But they are the most cantankerous people. But when they want to be married, they are very agreeable. I mean, men and women. I'm not talking about women only. Oh yeah. When men want, when a man wants a woman, he is a very nice man. Oh yeah. He says nice things. He oh, yeah. buys nice things for you. Do you understand? He pays attention. He listens when you are talking. His attention. He listens to everything. You are telling them everything. You think that he's never angry with anything. (laughs) People who have married, you know, they get a lot of surprises. Oh, yeah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is why you need to leave it in the the hands of God. Let the will of God be done. Let the will of God be done. Hallelujah. Amen. When you are looking for a job, don't look at the salary. Alone. It's important that you look at the salary. (laughs) <laughs> but you have to allow the will of God to be done concerning the job. Amen. It's not the place. It's not because the job is a prosperous enterprise or a very well-known enterprise. And so this is your dream. Your dream may not be the dream of God. Wow. You for your life. You, you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Sometimes you, you, you can lose your life on a job. Or you don't understand. When you are moving to a new place, pray the will of God. Mm, mm. Look, there is nothing about you that God doesn't care about. There is nothing uh, that God doesn't care about. That will be done. So pray that will be done even when you are moving to a new place. People have moved to new apartments and they have been tortured. Mm. Tortured by evil spirits. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. And that is why when you move to a place, you also want your pastor to pray over the place for you. Not just move there because you you have money to live in a place. Or you don't understand. Even if you are going to share as a roommate, because somebody lives there already, doesn't mean that it's safe for you to be there. When you are choosing a career, pray the will of God be done. Amen. Pray the will of God be done. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So always pray that the will of God be done and the will of God will be done. You will marry the right person. You will move to the right place. You will have the right job. You will have the right career and you will see a fulfillment. You will see a fulfillment. How many of you have heard of someone who is in a job, a well-paying job, but he's never happy or she's never happy? Or you've not seen that before? Oh, I've seen you you are at a job everyone doesn't like you everyone at a job is against you attacking you you know plotting something against you every day you are on your toes meanwhile the check comes you can't even say anything you'll see the plots all around you (laughs) against you when you say it they say because you are this oh when you say it because you are that so you have to pray the will of God be done everything you do Amen. hallelujah amen even when you are traveling, you have three highways to choose. Mm. Ask the Lord for his will. Mm. Amen. You see, Amen. we don't thank God for so many things. We don't, mm. uh, we don't in- include God in so many things. 
Hallelujah. You are buying a ticket to fly to a place. The only thing you are looking for is the cheapest ticket. You don't pray the will of God be done that you will sit on Delta or KLM or, or, or British Airways or something. That's not your concern. The only thing that is leading you to buy the ticket is the price. Yesterday, I heard of a plane that took off from a, an airport at Denver. Did you hear about that? Yes. From Denver. And just as it took off, the engine failed. And the parts fell on people's neighborhoods. It just fell. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. So it's not only the price that matters. And it's not only a name aircraft that matters. But the will of God is what matters. The next thing is our daily bread. To pray about our daily bread. You see? So you begin, you thank God, and then you begin to ask him about your daily bread. You didn't pray about the church. You didn't pray about his will. And then you begin to list your daily bread. Daily bread. This is the next step. Mm. Give us this day our daily bread. Mm. Matthew 6 verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. bread. Hallelujah. So Jesus taught us to pray for our daily needs. That means we ought to pray about our jobs, about our marriages, about everything that concerns us. Hallelujah. Amen. Bishop says some years ago, he felt that marriage was unspiritual. He felt that, you know, if you marry, it's like you are being unspiritual. You'll be involved in certain things, kissing girls, holding parts of human bodies that you're not supposed to. He felt that it's not, it's not a spiritual thing. But when you know the scriptures, you realize that you cannot be more spiritual than God. Isn't that so? <laughs> yeah. So do not be too spiritual to ask God for your physical needs. Say amen. 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 Ask him for a house. It is okay to ask God for a house. Amen. It is okay to ask God for a car. It is a physical need. Don't you need a car? Yeah, we need it. Ask God to get physical needs. Ask God for your hair. That your hair should grow. It should be nice. Hallelujah. Ask God that your skin will look nice. Amen. Amen. It's not, it's not an unspiritual thing. You understand? Ask God that your body shape will be nice and attractive to men when you want to get married. Hey, It's a nice prayer. Amen. You are trying to lose weight. Ask God, Lord, take this waist thing that is hanging here, hanging there. Ask God to slim you down nicely. It's a good prayer. Listen, you have tried yourself. Exercising, diet, this, this. It's not working. Why don't you ask God to help you? It's a prayer topic. Perhaps you don't need a lot of exercise like you are doing. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Jesus said we should ask for our needs, our daily bread, our needs. So ask God to maintain your weight. Yes. Amen. Amen. Some of you cannot maintain that weight. You need to do something about that. Maintenance is not the prayer. Amen. Amen. Oh, what a preacher. You are preaching. So do ask God for things. Ask God for a husband. Ask God for a wife. Amen. Amen. And God is granting them to you right now, even as you are listening. Amen. Ask God Amen. for health. Ask God for Amen. physical health. You're having pain Amen. here and there. Ask God for healing to restore you. 
This morning I was having some pain somewhere and I said, Lord, why is this pain? Take it away. Take it away. Now I'm able to stand here and preach to you. Wow. That's God. You understand? Because as you are aging, the age also can attack certain parts of your, your, your body. <laughs> Amen. You don't know. But you are coming. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't understand certain things. And then when you are warming, hitting pass and putting at your place, and people are laughing at you, but you are coming. <laughs> so you need to ask God, ask God, Lord, what is this? Amen. Amen. So spend time asking God for your needs. And it's not, don't look at it as non-spiritual thing. It's very spiritual. Jesus says we should ask. Amen. So spend some minutes mentioning your needs to the Lord. Pray to the Lord for yourself. I'm telling you. Mm, you see, mm, these are our daily bread, our needs. So those of you who don't pray and you depend on others to pray for you, I'm telling you, they are praying for their needs. Mm, Last, mm. when we were having this 10 nights of prayer, we were praying for forgiveness, personal forgiveness. How can hey. I pray that prayer for you? <laughs> I don't even know what you need forgiveness for. What you when I was asking for forgiveness, I had a long list. Hey. So when I include yours, then the prayer topic is finished. Then you are introducing the next one. Amen. Amen. So spend time asking God for your daily needs. Your life will change dramatically if every Amen. day you are asking God for your needs. Look, I tell you, any father, any father, when you ask him for your needs, they feel some form of obligation to give you. You understand? And the Lord says, even we who are wicked and evil, we know how to give good things to our children. How much more, your heavenly father, how much more? That is why you need to ask your heavenly father who art in heaven, your father who art in heaven, ask him for your daily needs. Hallelujah. Ask God for your daily needs. Your nails cannot grow. Ask God to grow your nails. Like you, like you have nice nails. Mm, Amen. Mm. Some of you, your nail grows a little bit and it breaks. You put your nail, your nail, your hand in water, your nails break. Ask <laughs> God to strengthen you. your nail. It's not a useless prayer because it is your need. Don't you need it? Yeah, we need it. Don't you need it? We need so it. ask God for it. That Amen. So when it comes to prayer, don't depend on others. You have personal needs, so don't depend on others because mm. they may not pray for you. True. Ask the prayer people who are who call themselves prayer warriors. These ten nights, ask them if they were on the line praying, Please. on the video praying. They were not. So God is giving you personal formula, personal formula for prayers. Hallelujah. Amen. Operate in them and walk in your blessings. Say amen. Amen. The next thing is to pray for forgiveness. Let me give you these points quickly because our time is almost up. Pray for forgiveness. Hallelujah. It says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Amen. Forgive us our debts. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Or forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Hallelujah. We all need forgiveness for our sins. And here there are two types of sins. We talk about the sins of commission and sins of omission. And we must be aware of our sinful nature as we approach the throne of grace. 
everyone ought to appear before God as sinful mm. that you can ask for forgiveness. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. And appropriate the blood of Jesus for yourself. Mm. Ask the Lord to see you only through the eyes of the blood. Mm. Now, one of the first things or one of the first sins of commission is the sin of the mouth. The things that your mouth say, such as lying, mm. flattery, mm. backbiting, mm. gossiping, and so on. Now, this mouth does a lot of things that are wrong. Do you understand? So mm. ask God for the things that your mouth have said. Many mouths say all kinds of things. I mean, there are some people, when you talk to them, you know the things that come from their mouth are not good. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And you also hear them. And then it makes you also replicate them. Mm. So ask God for the sins that your mouth has committed. Mm. Another area of our sin is in our minds. Hey. I mean, the human mind is one wow. dangerous place. Don't very, very dangerous. Mm. You see, as we are all looking very nice, you know, dressed nicely, let me tell you, if we were to open our minds and make them clear to everyone, for everyone to see, you will be amazed, <laughs> including your own self. What is it, man? <laughs> you understand? The human mind is a very dangerous thing. Because you can conceive that thing in your mind and no one will see. And you have not done it also, but it's in your mind. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Sometimes your mind conceives evil things. You are looking at evil, you are looking at things, and then you are conceiving certain evil things in your mind already. And those are also sins. True. Hallelujah. Man. Many people have committed murder in their minds. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, oh, yes. some people have committed murder. You have wished in your mind that your landlord died. <laughs> That's because of rent. You understand? And it's sin. Uh, Amen. I mean, some of you, if your landlord had died, you, I mean, before the month ended, you would have known that the one who is going to take his place would not know about rent until about two weeks or something like that. Do you understand? And nobody will ask you for rent for maybe one month. People have committed adultery in their minds. Married men who have lusted after certain women. Married women who have lusted after married men. You are married. Have you not lasted after some woman or man before? So all of these are sins that we need to ask God for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Many people have stolen in their minds. You have stolen you this thing. Ah, you wish that. <laughs> And you are looking, you have stolen it already. You have just not touched it. You have not just picked it, but you have stolen it already. Sometimes you stole it and then you felt that the Lord was watching. Then you want to put it back. Ask for forgiveness because you committed a sin already. Ah, have you not done that before? Oh, time. Hallelujah. Amen. So our minds are often polluted with sin. And we must come before the Lord and pray for mercy. Hallelujah. Now, as we ask the Lord for mercy, we must search our hearts to see whether we have forgiven the people around us. Now, that is a very important area. 
that when you are asking God for forgiveness, it says that the Lord forgiving you of your sins depends on you forgiving others of mm. sins or when they have also wronged you. That is why you should never harbor anything against someone. When someone does something to you, forgive that person. Speak about it and forgive that person quickly because it limits or it hinders you receiving forgiveness from God. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. Teaching powerfully. Wonderful. So the last three points, let me just give them to you and then we can close because um, our time is running too fast. So ask God for forgiveness. Ask God for forgiveness. The things, this is a sense of commission, but sense of omission are things that you have not done. Many people, you know, some people have gone to hell because of you. Do you understand? Some people have gone to hell because maybe you didn't say something to them. Oh, I'm sure that there's one friend or two who has died and gone to hell and you didn't say anything about Christ to that person. I'm sure of that. Your brother, your sister, your cousin, your uncle that you spoke to, you spoke about everything except about Christ. And that person is dead and you never witnessed to that person. So it's a sin of omission and that you need to ask for forgiveness for number six pray against temptation Mm. pray against temptation look you cannot say that you are a strong christian jesus is the one that is saying we should pray these prayers okay so he says matthew 6 13 he says and lead us not into temptation pray to the heavenly father not to lead you into temptation hallelujah amen So you are not too strong for temptation. Have you not seen great men of God who have fallen before? Yes. Great men of God have fallen before. Even Abraham, the father of faith, he fell. He slept with his maid servant. Mm. So temptations are there and you need to pray that the Lord will lead you not into temptation. Hallelujah. The Bible says in James chapter 5 and verse 17, he says, Elias was a man subject to like passion. Elias, mm. the prophet Elias, he was a man subject to like passion. Mm. So you cannot be too strong for like passion. You have mm. the same passion like every man. No one is too strong. That is why you pray that God will not lead you into temptation. There are certain people that you pray that they will not come in your path. They will not come into your life. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. Number seven, pray that God delivers you from evil. Amen. Amen. Matthew 6 and verse 13, it says, deliver us from evil. So this is the seventh step, that Mm. God should deliver you from evil. It is important for you to pray against the evils in this world. You need to cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. The people of Israel mark their lentils and their doorposts with the blood of the, of, the, of the sacrifices. And we have a better thing than the blood of sacrifices. We have the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. And we need to plead the blood on our lives with every day that the Lord will deliver you from temptations and from the devil. And how do we sprinkle the blood of Jesus upon our lives? We do so with our words. We do that with our words. We apply the blood of Jesus over every part of our home, over every person in our family. We plead the blood of Jesus upon our church, upon our activities, upon our jobs, and we place an injunction over every demonic 
and every witchcraft activity, we declare that our households, our homes will never be the flying zone of any witchcraft or any evil activities. And we say that we declare that no evil confinement, no evil activities, no evil meetings will be orchestrated in our homes. Hallelujah. You make this declaration. Jesus is guiding us. He's leading us to pray this prayer. The Lord, lead us not into temptation. There are witches and witchcraft activities. They will not prevail into your, in your lives. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why you rise up and you cancel every evil activity. Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yes. Stop talking and listen to me. Hallelujah. Amen. You plead the blood of Jesus over every evil activity upon your life. There are some people, I can tell, I can see there are some people before they came to the church, there were a lot of evil activities chasing them. Today, by the grace of God, declaration upon declaration, they have been set free. And you have to believe that. You have to believe that. Let me tell you, there are evil activities that are chasing after people. Evil activities. If you don't know. You see, the fact that you're looking nice doesn't mean that there's no evil that is after you. There are evil that is chasing after you. And sometimes you don't know that certain prayers have covered you. We have covered you in the blood of Jesus and certain things have not prevailed. That is why you need to be under a certain umbrella. Hallelujah. Amen. So every day you need to pray these prayers. God will not act until you ask him to. The fact that there are evil activities doesn't mean that God will automatically come and cover you. Jesus says we should pray that the Lord delivers us from evil. God knows they are evil. But he will not act until we ask him to act. Amen. Say amen. Amen. So every day, lift up your hands and speak about his glorious power in your life. The glorious power of God. And declare that every serpentine agenda for your life cannot happen because of the power, the kingdom, and the glory of God. Make that declaration every day. And thank Jehovah that he has time to listen to your prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is the last part of the prayer um, topics that you thank God. You thank God for his glory. Thank him and give him glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 6 and verse 13, it says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So Amen. after you have said all this prayer, finally, thank God again for hearing you that Amen. someone like you, God will listen to you. God will listen to your prayers and thank him for his power. Thank him for the kingdom. Thank him for his deliverance. Thank him for his glory. Thank him that he has set you up. He has lifted you up above every crisis, above challenges, above evil. Thank him that he has lifted your head above the crises that are around you. Hallelujah. And God will always answer your prayer if you are someone who goes by set guidelines. Thanking him, acknowledging him in your life, asking for his will, asking him to deliver you, asking him to guide you out of temptation, and you will see your life being perfected every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you glad that the Lord hears your prayers? Yes. Are you, are you glad that someone like you, God Almighty, will incline his ears to hear your voice when yes. you pray? That is a great, great blessing that we have. So let us be people who rise up to pray. Hallelujah. And as that, God will show you practically the thing that you pray about 
happening into your life practically that to be someone something that will make you always want to pray amen amen put your hands together for the lord as we bring our service to a close now why don't you stand to your feet as we bring the service to a close so let these eight topics that we have shared today be a guide in your prayer you pray to give thanks and worship the lord you pray for the kingdom of god to come number three you give you pray for god's will to be done in your life number four you pray our daily bread meaning ask god for everything that you need you need children ask god you need money ask god pray to god for everything that you need you need peace in your home ask god and he will grant you hallelujah there's some pain in your body ask god to heal you and pray for forgiveness forgiveness of your sins number six, pray against temptation number seven, pray that god delivers you from evil and number eight, thank him and give him glory hallelujah amen wonderful let us pray father we thank you for your word we thank you for your spirit that has led us through your word we thank you lord for these great revelations in the lost prayer that you gave us we thank you for such guidelines we thank you for such direction now lord we pray that these will not be hearers only we are not hearers of your word only but we pray lord that you will give us the ability to obey your word to follow your word for that shows our faith in you and that shows how we trust in your word and lord even as we go by these guidelines to pray to you let our prayers be heard and let our prayers be answered let our life be changed and be transformed change our prayer lives anything that hinders us and anything that causes us not to pray lord remove them from our lives in the name of jesus we declare ourselves prayerful christians we declare today that we are people who have the ability to wait on you for hours in the name of jesus we thank you lord for your great blessing today and forever in jesus name amen amen clap your hands together for the lord and now before we sit down if there's anyone with our eyes closed and every head bow is there's anyone who is not born again you want to give your life to christ you want to be born again you want to receive jesus as your savior i want to pray with you if you are such a person repeat this prayer with me and say lord jesus lord jesus thank you for dying for me thank you for dying for me i come before you i come before you just as i am just as i am forgive me for my sins forgive me for my sins please wash me with your blood please wash me with your blood i welcome you into my life i welcome you into my life be my lord be my lord be my master be my master be my savior be my savior lord jesus lord jesus from today from today i will serve you the rest of my life i will serve you the rest of my life please write my name please write my name in the book of life in the book of life thank you jesus 
Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Sean. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you